Welcome to this episode of Ask Amy. Today we are talking about how to hang up on robocalls because everybody hates them. It is the number one most complained about thing to the Federal Trade Commission year after year after year. And today our guest has made it his life's mission to put an end to robocalls. And he does that by engaging with them. All right, so Mr. Marshall, it will take some time to pull up your account details. In the meanwhile, if you have any other problems, you can tell me about that. You said if I got problems, I can tell you about it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, well, sometimes when I stand up too fast, I pee a little. No, I'm asking about the problems with the TV, like channels or any other issue like that. No, it... It don't matter what I'm watching on TV. It just If I stand up too fast, I just pee a little. Can you help me with that? I don't have many channels. It's it's mostly just, you know, I watch a lot of dirty movies. You reckon that me watching them dirty movies is what makes me pee when I stand up? Maybe. That's better than what I used to have, though. Used to be every time I'd go and eat a big old fancy meal down at Golden Corral, I used to poop before I even get home. I mean, not a lot, just a little bit, but it was embarrassing. Just a little bit. But it's funny, I used to tell my grandkids that I could blow smoke rings out of my butt. Oh, they, wow. Yeah, and they, they'd say, no, you can't, Grandpa. And I'd say, yeah, I can. You want to see the nicotine stains in my underpants? The Doc Compton, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about robocalls. Clearly, you hate them. <laughs> uh, I think that's safe to say, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so much, though, that you've sort of made a career out of stopping robocalls. I mean, they annoy a lot of people, but you have to spend an enormous amount of time every day, you know, on these videos and on telling people how to stop them. Why? I mean, how would you get into this? Well, you know, it's obviously it started with the robocalls. Uh, I started busting robocallers back in about 2014, started teaching people how to do it in 2018. And of course, it you know, through news stories like yours uh, from back in 2019, it just went viral and um, it, it grew. I didn't realize that how much people really enjoyed kind of taking out their frustrations on these robocallers, these scammers, the email scammers and so on. And, uh, you know, it resonated with people. So I was able to kind of capitalize on that and build quite a social media following through TikTok and other platforms. And um, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it resonates so much. You're right, because it impacts almost everybody. I mean, people are always asking me, how do I get them to stop? You know, maybe they're not comfortable with the apps or the apps are not working And they're like, you know, why do we even have this do not call list if it seems like nobody's paying attention to it? I mean, we put our phone numbers on there. Why haven't why hasn't the federal government been been able to stop them? Well, you know, people ask me, should I even bother being on the national do not call registry or my state's do not call registry? Uh, Like here in Texas, we have the Texas no call list. And the answer is yes. Um, Is it going to completely eliminate your calls? No, it's not. Is it going to potentially uh, increase the amount of money that you can make when you actually bust one of these robocallers? And the answer is yes. There are some telemarketers who do legitimately uh, what we call scrub their lists, meaning that they compare their list of numbers they want to call to the national do not call registry. And if somebody's on there or a number's on there, they won't call that number. So it might decrease the number of calls you get occasionally, uh, but it's not going to eliminate them. 
Uh, the big thing is the federal law has a specific provision for violations of the Do Not Call registry. So I encourage people to get on. You can do that at uh, do not call .gov. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not sure if you're on it, you can go to do not call .gov and verify your registration uh, and, and check it out there. And yeah, so everybody should get on the do not call list and you should do that landline and cell phone line. I mean, because, yeah. Absolutely. I, I tell people to put their uh, any cell, cell phone number that they have and, of course, any landline, residential landline. Now, business landlines, it doesn't work. Uh, ah. There's a lot of questions about whether or not cell phones that are used for business uh, can be entered on the National Do Not Call Registry. And the answer is absolutely they can. There's no distinction between a cell phone that's used for business and a cell phone that's used uh, for just an individual's personal use. Okay, so before we get into all of the um, fun stuff and sort of we're going to tell people today how they can make money. That's sort of when I first met you is when you came out with this kit to explain to people how to turn it around and make money off of those annoying phone calls. Let's talk about what a robocall is. I mean, it's still the definition, right, is that it's basically some sort of program dialing every machination, every number possible to to get you on the line. Yeah, effectively, it's called an automated telephone dialing system. And what it does is takes numbers either randomly uh, that it generates on its own or through a list that can be essentially programmed into that dialer. And it dials multiple numbers at a time. And then when someone on the receiving end picks up that call, then uh, a telemarketer somewhere probably in a call center or oftentimes now in a post-COVID world, even in their own home, it goes into their headset. So that little boop that you hear mm -hmm. is them being alerted that you have answered the phone and they now know that there is a live person on the phone. That's why oftentimes you'll hear them say, hello, is if they're answering the phone just like you are. Ah, got it. And so we've heard things over the years about um, when you get a call and to opt out of this number or to, you know, stop receiving press one, press two, just basic rule of thumb. We shouldn't be pressing any numbers. What do you tell people? It doesn't really make any difference. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about whether or not you should answer the calls. My answer goes a little counter to what a lot of people would say. Um, you know, the Federal Trade Commission is on say, don't answer the calls. You're, it might make you more inclined to get more. My experience has been that if you answer the calls and take up some of their time, uh, it becomes very cost prohibitive for these guys to continue making these calls. The longer you keep them on the phone, the more it costs them. People don't realize that these calls are actually being paid for by the companies that are originating these rural calls. And it's kind of like us old folks would remember how long distance billing used to be, <laughs> where they're being billed per minute. Uh, uh, but they break it up in fractional amounts, and it's, it's a nominal amount. But the more calls they make and the longer we keep them on the phone, the more expensive it becomes for them. And this is where sort of a lot of your videos come in, in into play where people like to listen to you just giving these people a hard time. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, most of the time you use different voices. You use, I mean, to basically what? Like run out the clock. Like just as long as they're on the phone with you, they can't be calling me. <laughs> yeah, you know, people ask, you know, do I go into their computers? Do I steal their files? Do I steal their money? I'm not, I don't do that. There are uh, people that do what I do. We're called collectively scam baiters. Uh -huh. uh, our objective is to get these guys on the phone and either waste their time and keep them from talking to anybody else 
or to sometimes collect their information, uh, where they're at, the phone numbers they're using, the websites that they're using. And this global network of, of uh, scam baiters, we turn that information into some of these remote access software platforms that they're using to hack into people's computers. We talk to the carriers, the, the phone carriers, uh, of the numbers that they're using, and we can often get their numbers shut down. We can get their websites shut down. We can get their uh, access to remote access software platforms shut down and so on. Uh, and again, there are some that go a little bit further with it than I do and actually go into uh, the computers of the uh, would-be scammers and delete their files or steal their information, uh, oftentimes even working with foreign governments uh, to get these people arrested or detained. Wow. And that is very useful. I mean, and I, I think anybody who's ever been annoyed by a robocaller or multiple robocallers calling them whenever they're trying to do anything else during the day could thank you for that. Um, what I want to talk about when we come back is what you've created to sort of teach people how they can make money off of robocalls. So when we come back, we're going to touch on all that um, and everything people need to know to sort of turn this annoyance into cash. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ask Amy. We're talking today about robocalls. They're illegal. You put your number on the do not call registry and these companies, these businesses and telemarketers are not supposed to be calling you, but they do anyway. So some people are turning the tables and making money, making those companies that violate that law pay up. This is how it works. Hello? 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 I'll pick up my phone, and if I hear the automated call, then I'll just hang up immediately. Hang up, ignore, or block. It's how most of us get rid of robocalls. Open enrollment for private health insurance is now available at reduced rates. Those annoying, unsolicited calls made by auto dialers. But these days, Scott Taylor of Cyprus relishes every one of them. When my phone rings now, I just kind of go like, cha-ching. He's collected $13,500 just since May from robocallers. It's kind of like a game now because you literally are turning the tables on them. Two federal laws give you the right to turn those annoying rings into ka-ching. The Telephone Consumer Protection Act and the telemarketing sales rule make it illegal for any business to call your cell phone using an auto dialer without your permission. And every time they do, they owe you no less than $500. If your cell phone is on the National Do Not Call Registry, they owe you $1,500. This is one of the rare things that sounds too good to be true, but isn't. Doc Compton is a consumer credit expert. I was getting 15 to 20 calls a day. Who turned the barrage of robocalls into a business opportunity. He now sells a kit with step-by-step -step instructions explaining how to turn your robocalls into cash. The kit is 47 bucks. You do actually have to take the calls. You can't just ignore them anymore. Now you want to engage the caller. Make them believe you do want that auto warranty or whatever they're selling because you are fishing for their information. The name of the company, a website or address. If I can keep them on the line long enough to get just a couple pieces of information, you can find just about anybody or anything on the internet. You then take that information and send demand letters to the robocallers. Believe it or not, because these robocallers don't want to go to court, they don't want to have all their records exposed in a public forum, 
they'll very often just settle. Hello? Not to take someone else's word for it, I tried the instructions in the kit myself. After one robocall, a car warranty, pitching an auto warranty, I found the business's information online, typed up a letter, and put it in the mail. Within 10 business days, I received a check for 750 bucks. Easiest 750 bucks I've made. I've had people ask me, well, yeah, but if this works as well as it looks like it does, eventually aren't they going to start call or stop calling? Yeah, exactly. That's the hope. All right, so since that story, that was in 2019, some things have changed, right? I mean, tell me a little bit because I noticed that I tried to, after we aired that story, I tried to do it again and I found robocallers sort of on to me whenever I would try to get more information or act interested in whatever it was they were trying to sell and they usually end up hanging up on me. Yeah, um, that happens a lot. And I always tell people that the landscape of all things, Telephone Consumer Protection Act, or TCPA, that's the federal law that's in play, uh, that landscape is ever changing. Mm -hmm. There's new cases that come out. There's new technology that comes out and so on. Uh, The technology has outpaced the legislation. Uh, Keep in mind that the Telephone Consumer Protection Act was passed in 1991. Uh, SMS text messaging wasn't even a thing back then, but we have case law now that says text messages are covered as well. So that's just one example. Uh, There's other situations with uh, things like ringless voicemail, which again, wasn't a thing back then. The um, caller will sometimes, you'll notice that your phone has a voicemail message, but it never rang. Uh. And then when you listen to that message, it's a pre-recorded message uh, that is, believe it or not, actionable, again, because of the case law that's uh, risen to the surface since the uh, beginning of all this. Ah, so if I get one of those voicemails, is it easier with the voicemail to automatically know who's calling me? Because I'd imagine they want to leave me a number so that I can call them back. The beauty of the facts uh, the faxes, which by the way are covered as well, the text messages and the ringless voicemails, is that they have to get you to call them back or to visit a website or to reach out to them in some way. And they're providing you with some of the initial information necessary to track these guys down, which as we all know, can be one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. uh, when going after robocallers. Yeah, absolutely. And sort of we explained in that story you know, why you need to ask questions, act interested, get the information. Um, I also wanted people to understand that not every scam sort of robocall, you're not going to be able to get money from them. For example, like the IRS impersonators. You know, when we first did this story, people are like, oh, so then I'm going to try to get information out of them. And it's like, no, they're flat out just trying to get money from you, not to get you to buy anything. Can you I mean, are there any sort of telltale signs that you could tell people that, like, just hang up? This is not somebody that you even want to try for when you're trying to get cash. We cover a lot of that information on the website. On a, we have a frequently asked questions page uh, at robocalls.cash that people can go and, and take a look. Uh, it covers not all of them, but a lot of the most frequently seen types of calls. And uh, generally speaking, what I tell people is anybody that's pretending to be a government entity of any kind, just bet on the fact that it's a scam. Social Security is not going to call you. The IRS is not going to call you. Customs and Border Protection is not going to call you. So if you hear that uh, very early in the call, you know that that's just a scammer. My advice, honestly, is to uh, film yourself 
having a good time at their expense and post it on social media and get you millions of views. Um, we, we talk about trash calls, which are the scammers. Uh-huh. These are the people that say they're going to completely eliminate your debt or they're going to, um, uh, let me think, uh, anybody that wants to immediately get you a credit card information, banking information, stuff like that. A cash call, these are the people that are trying to sell you something, a good or a service, and they want to sell you something. These would include everybody's favorite, you know, we've been trying to reach you about your cars and right. warrants. Uh, that's the one that everybody makes all the, the social media posts about and so on. But there's also uh, student loan forgiveness, tax relief, debt consolidation, uh-huh. which is not the same thing as debt elimination, which, as I said, those are the scammers. Uh, anybody that wants to buy or sell your house or list your house for sale, anybody that wants to refinance, uh, any kind of home services, they want to put a roof on your house, they want to put solar panels on your house. These are all the cash calls, the ones that are actionable under federal law. And people very often will say, yeah, but you know, they're in India, you're never going to find them. The call center may be in India or Pakistan or the Philippines or South America, uh-huh. wherever. Uh, in reality, the company that hired them is right here in the United States. Many of them, uh-huh. believe it or not, here in Texas. Uh, Texas, Florida, and California are three of the biggest robocall states, believe it or not. Uh, and that's who you go after, not the foreign call center. There's a principle of law called vicarious liability that means that if you hire someone to do the bad deed, and in this case, make these illegal calls, then you're just as liable as the actual call center. Got it. And so that is at the heart of why you're trying to get to the actual company that's trying to sell you something. Uh, Okay, so when we come back, we're going to talk about your kit because that is sort of that is your business that you've put together to sort of make it easy and to teach the rest of us how we can get cash from these calls. We're going to talk about that a little bit when we come back. Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. We are here with Doc Compton talking about robocalls. So for people who have not checked out your TikTok page or your website, they should go check it out. I mean, some of your TikTok videos we can't show because they're quite spicy. (laughs) Um, Because these guys get pretty upset when they realize after spending however many minutes on the phone with you that you're not buying, that you're on to them, that you're just wasting their time. Yeah, I basically spend anywhere from four to six hours a day doing this on a YouTube live stream. And my channel is is pretty popular. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of views. Uh, And it's because I will literally keep these guys going, uh, oftentimes for in excess of an hour. And at the end of it, I will basically do the reveal and tell them that I'm just there to waste their time, that I've identified where they are, uh, their computer system, I, you know, different things about their identity. And then I'm going to shut down their websites, their phone numbers, uh, their access to remote access software platforms. Uh, and you can imagine that when they realize they've wasted an hour or two hours of their time, uh, their language gets, as you put it, a little spicy. Uh, so we have to, you know, we have to edit some of that stuff out and, and so on. But it's uh, that's what makes it so satisfying. Yeah. And so uh, after doing this for so many years, um, I had asked you, it sounds like in some of the videos that I've seen, they act like they know who you are. I mean, you're pretty popular in the robocall sort of scam baiting world, but are they recognizing your name, your voice? 
What do you think? Yeah, there's a fine line between fame and infamy, I think. <laughs> uh, realistically, they don't. I don't know that they necessarily know me. There's a lot of people that do what I do that they do it full time. They don't have any other business, so they're they're more well recognized names. But they know about us as a community, and mm -hmm. a lot of times when they realize that I've done this to them, they'll just flat out ask me, "What's your YouTube channel? <laughs> uh, you know, are you a YouTuber? You know, what's your what's your screen name?" And and they'll start asking questions. And of course, I never tell them because I don't want them. You know, as much as I want to make them famous on the internet, I don't want to know. I want them to know where they're famous uh, on the internet. Right. So talk to us. So the kit, where can people find it? And we had an issue four years ago when we did this story with you that then they were there were scammers that were trying to lead our viewers to their website and pay the money without a kit. So we want to make sure people get the address right. Yeah, my website is robocalls.cash. Uh, that's it. And, you know, there's there's been a lot of companies, there's been a lot of individuals that have tried to replicate what we do. Uh, they've done so very unsuccessfully, uh, if only because of all the news coverage and stuff that I've, I've gotten from yourself and others around the country. Uh, you know, it's my face is pretty recognizable, and, which led to another problem. People were actually using my news coverage to sell their knockoffs and, and so on. I've actually ah. ended up having to set, uh, sue several people, several companies in, in federal court oh, wow. um, to, to make that stop. So we're very protective of what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, the, the biggest thing about this, this movement that we've mm -hmm. created is how much it's grown it just exponentially. Tens of thousands of these kids all over the country, uh, going back to, you know, September of 2018, when the kit was first released. And then, you know, uh, early 2019, to mid 2019 when it went viral on the news. Uh, thank you very much, by the way, I appreciate <laughs> it. The, the the response that I got from kit users through our, we had social media groups and we had um, our members forum, people gave us feedback and uh -huh. that feedback allowed me to revamp and re-release the kit last year. Uh, and it went from the original version, which was 30 pages, to the current iteration, which is actually uh, 80 pages. Oh, wow. Tons more information, more of the template demand letters that allow you to fill in the blanks and, and go after these robocallers and, and hopefully collect some money, but more importantly, be able to reclaim your phones from these uh, from these robocallers and scammers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I asked you when we did the story in 2019, your kit was $47. So I said, now how much is this new larger kit? And you said... $47. That's there's nothing else that has not changed in price from 2019 to 2023. So yes, I mean that is you make money off of it. This is your business, um, but think of it. I tell people sort of as a guide or like cliff notes. It, you you could figure it all out yourself, and if you have that time and want to do the demand letter on your own, you can go for it. But the kit is very easy to sort of walk you through the steps of exactly what to do. Um, there are. There are some things I wanted to ask you that don't fall into that. We get robocalls from um, political season, you know, right before, right around an election time. We'll get those, and those are annoying to people. You can't make money off of those calls, though, right? That's correct. Tax-exempt nonprofits are exempt from the Telephone Consumer uh, Protection Act. Also, the political calls, if they are asking for money and they are not a tax-exempt nonprofit, that's a different story. But if it's a candidate saying, hey, please vote for me or, hey, 
get out and vote, which I, you know, obviously I encourage people to get out and vote. That's something that's very important. Uh, but that's not something that you can collect on. Again, you're looking for something that's going to result in a commercial transaction uh, between you and the uh, the caller. Got it. Okay, so the, so basically the do not call registry does not apply to those political calls or calls from a charity that are not trying to sell something. Um, what That's if- correct, but they do still have to honor your request to be placed on an internal do not call list. Oh. And uh, once you've told them that, they're not supposed to call you again. Both of those groups or anybody? Correct. That's correct. So tell me about that. What do I have to do? Just verbally tell them if, if it's a real Just person? Verbally tell them. Now, obviously, unless you're recording that somehow, uh, you know, that it's tough to prove. But the reality of it is most legitimate political uh, campaigns or, you know, candidates, they'll they'll honor it and, and you know, take you off the list. Most of them. And uh, we won't get into, you know, politics, uh, but there's some that are not as good as others, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if you ask, generally speaking, they'll go ahead and take you off their list. Got it. What about text messages? A lot of people are getting text messages that they feel are unsolicited or they didn't ask for. Is that covered under this act? Again, yes. Now, specifically in the act, no, because the uh, SMS text messaging wasn't really a thing. The uh, TCPA beat uh, text messaging by about six months. It was signed into law before uh, texts were really even a thing. That said, again, we have the case law that says, yes, it's basically the same kind of communication, and as such, it should be covered. Uh, we have people that have made hundreds of thousands of dollars busting uh, texters uh, in that fashion. Now, it's just like with the calls, there are those that are scams and those that are actionable. Uh, some of the big ones you know, that are actionable are the people that want to buy or sell your house. And there's been some argument that said, oh, we're not selling anything. We're offering to buy. <laughs> well, there's case law out there that says that's not true. And these guys can be busted. I'm actually working on three or four of those myself. Okay. Um, you are always a wealth of information. I know people are going to have a lot more questions after this. So we're going to link them in the show notes here back to your website and check them out on TikTok, the Doc Compton. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about all things robocalls. Absolutely. I was so glad to be here. It's good to see you again. You too. Have a great day.